You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 260. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Body podcast. I hope you are doing great. I hope you just finished off a great first month of the new year and are ready for the heart month, right? The month of love. It's a February. We've got Valentine's Day coming up. Of course, I never know when you're going to listen to this podcast. You could be binging it two years later, <laughs> but it is the beginning of February right now, and I hope that you are excited for a great month and a healthy month ahead. Now, lots of people have been asking me if I have any sessions open for private nutrition. That seems to be a really popular one right now. My five-weeker in that body is nutrition and workouts, but I do work with a lot of people who have set workout programs, mostly my athletes. So yes, I have a few spots left in February. If you only need help with nutrition, I do have a four and five-week program option for you, but if you need help with your workouts too, that's when you want to stick with the signature program, which is uh, phase one is a five-week program called the Earn That Body program. So either one, you can always shoot me an email, kim at earnthatbody.com. If you are ready to take action on your health and on your body, let's do it because let me tell you something, in the blink of an eye, you're not going to believe this, but it's going to be spring season. What does spring mean? Usually spring vacation, spring break, bathing suits. If you want to feel awesome in your bathing suit, you want to feel confident, you don't want to be covering up or not going out with your kids because you don't like the way you look, you got to start working on that today in winter. So spring bodies, even summer bodies, are made in the winter time. So that would be something that you might want to think right now, you know what? I really do want to feel more confident. I want to get more fit. I want to get healthy. This is the time to make that happen. Not in the month you have to go bathing suit shopping, right? So let's lose the weight if you have extra weight to lose. Or maybe you just want to put on muscle and get those changes in your body so that you really rock that bathing suit. Not because I want you to look amazing, but because I want you to feel amazing. So you can always check out program options at earnthatbody.com or feel free to email me, kim at earnthatbody.com. Tell me what your goals are and I can tell you what the best program option will be. Now, what are we talking about today? Well, I wanted to talk to you about what should and should not come between you and your health goals. We spent January talking about goals, how to set them, how to reach them, how to work on the nutrition goals, extra help with how to set up that workout plan, how to be happy in your health. But today I wanna talk about what should, because there are some things that should come between you and your goals. And you might be thinking, well, what could possibly be okay to come between my health goals? But I also wanna talk to you about what should not come between you and your health goals, which I'm seeing a little bit happening right now with clients and friends. So we're going to talk about all of that after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from Dr. Andrew Wiles, such a favorite. He has an article that came out that says your weight and your waist. 
The news comes from a review of 72 studies that included data on more than two and a half million people. So when you see that, people, <laughs> two and a half million is a good amount of data, right? That's not when you look at a supplement company who tells me they researched 20 people and that's what this means. No, this is a solid study. This is a good amount of people. Researchers from Canada and Iran determined that the larger one's waist measured, the higher their risk of premature death. The investigation showed that each four inch increase in waist size was linked to an 11% increased risk, relative risk they say, for premature death. But the report had some good news for women. This one I kinda like to hear, just so you know. <laughs> the bigger your thighs, the lower your risk. Each two inch increase in thigh circumference was linked with an 18% lower risk of death. And data from nearly 300,000 women, again, that's a large number for a study, revealed that a four inch increase in hip circumference was linked to a 10% lower risk of death. Now study co-author, uh, of University of Toronto was quoted in news reports as saying that thigh size is an indication usually of the amount of muscle which is protective and that hip fat is considered in fact beneficial. So why did I say like, oh, I was happy to see? Well, for me, my thighs are the bigger part of my body. So I was like, great, so that works for me, right? <laughs> and of course, every body has their own body type, right? Like some people store a lot of fat in their middle section. Some people store it in their hips. Some people store it in their thighs. So this was an interesting article, but no matter where you store it, it is sort of important for you to know that if you are gaining weight in the waist area, it can in fact have an effect on premature death. And so whenever we gain weight, we know it's generally not healthy. And so it's something to think about. If you keep feeling like, oh, I gotta get a new pair of pants, this waist, you know, the button won't close, the button won't close, it might just be a little wake up call like, you know what, I gotta stop this. I gotta take action now because your health, living, mortality, all of these things, right? Super important. We want you to feel your best, not to mention you wanna look your best. Now, I, I, of course, want you to feel your best. To me, that is what keeps everybody going in a healthy journey. So just a good article, just something to be aware of, and maybe it reminds you of the things that are super important to keep in mind for your health and apparently your waistline. All right, so are you ready to talk about what you should and should not let come between you and your health goals? I have to say that again, we've been talking a lot about January resolutions and I had a lot of clients in January. It's always my most full month of the year. And I definitely saw things happen like, you know, life life does happen sometimes, right? And sometimes people do get sort of stopped in their tracks and they're like, okay, this hindered me from reaching my goal with you or, or I feel stuck right now like because this happened and I get it. And there are certain things, like I said, that it's okay and should come between you and your health goals. And we're gonna talk about the, those ones last. Let's first talk about what I personally think should not 
come between you and your health goals. The reason being because I want you to reach your goals. As I always say, it is so empowering to reach any goal in life. I don't care what the goal is. You wanted to finish college. You wanted to finish graduate school. You wanted to run a marathon. Any goal that you complete is a definite way to empower yourself, to realize that you can do anything and what will you be able to do next. But your health goals are so important because if you are a little bit overweight and you're trying to knock off that COVID weight, now is the time to do it. That's only going to get harder as you get older. That much I can promise you, right? Um, If you are not eating healthy and your cholesterol is going up and up, we know that's not benefiting how you feel and how long you're going to live, truly. So I just really want to make sure that your health goals are super dialed in and that nothing should come between you and your goal, except maybe these three things. But okay, let's talk about the things that should not come between you and your goal that I see happen the most. Probably... The most common thing that I'm seeing come between you and your health goals are social events, social outings, I guess you could call it, right? I want you to think really hard right now if weekends or going out with girlfriends or going out with other couples or socializing keeps you from reaching your health goal. And a lot of people, we're talking about weight loss, right? So the health goal for many people is weight loss. Not everyone, though. Some people just are trying to get healthy with their fitness. And so even for you, is going out all the time with your girlfriends, with your husband and your three friends, having a party, going out on weekends, is that worth it to completely deter, or I should say undo all your hard work you do during the week to be healthy, and then you're getting no results? How can you fix that? Because it is common and we are going to go out and I want you to go out. Like life is about going out and having fun. But you know what you need to do? You need to decide at the beginning of the week, okay, how many times am I going to go out this week? Okay, I know I have date night on Thursday and I have a barbecue with friends on Sunday. So you might go, okay, That means I'm not going to go out with girlfriends three times this week for lunch, or maybe I'm not going to go for drinks after tennis or whatever it might be for you because I already have these two commitments, right? So a really good thing to do on your Sundays is to look at the week ahead and decide at the start of the week, how many times will I go out this week? And when I say go out, I mean like eating out at a restaurant, okay? You also want to decide before you go out to this restaurant, what are you going to eat and how many do you, drinks do you commit to having? Because having a plan is always the way to be successful. So you might be you know, emailing me, you're my client, you're like, look, I know I have a weigh-in on Friday, but we have a client dinner on Thursday night. Okay, no problem. These things happen. We have to be able to work with them. Tell me this. What are you going to eat? Like, what restaurant are you going to? I want you to look at the menu and I want you to commit now to what you're going to order. And I want you to commit now to how many drinks you're going to have. Having that plan will keep you successful. I personally think that if you can look at the menu, figure out what you want ahead of time, then that way when you show up, if you're starving 
Let me tell you, if you show up and you're starving, all bets are off. You're gonna make all the wrong choices, right? But if you had already decided, I already know I'm getting the fish with the steamed vegetables, then you don't even have to open that menu. Once you open that menu, it's like opening God knows what. It's like the, <laughs> it's like the treasure chest when you were a little kid and you got to pick a prize. You're gonna pick anything. You're gonna pick the worst thing possible and you're starving, no. So have that plan. What are you gonna eat and how many drinks? Okay, just a side note. If it's a work function, I personally do not think you have to drink. I don't know why there's so much pressure, like, but everyone's gonna be drinking, so I need to drink too. Actually, you don't. It would be totally fine to have um, some water or, you know, a bubbly water if you like, like, a t more of a water like that. Um, but you don't actually have to drink. And I don't know any work people who are gonna be offended if you don't have a drink. Like, it's not really that important to them. It shouldn't be important to them if you're going to have water or a club soda, something like that. So don't feel like you have to drink. Now, if you're going out with friends, another thing is don't feel like you have to drink because you don't have to. And if your friends are gonna feel really funny that you're not having a drink, that's okay. That's their issue, right? So you don't have to, but maybe you would like to. And that's okay too, because everything in moderation should be fine. Could you commit to having one glass of wine? Because I personally think that having one to three drinks a week is fine. It's when it's more than that, that we start to have a problem. So commit to how many drinks you promise to have with that meal plan ahead of time. And I promise you, you're gonna be a whole lot more successful on that social outing. Now, another thing that's a really good idea to help you through the social outings, get accountable to someone. So if you're going out with your partner, then go ahead and say, hey, this is what I'm ordering and I'm having one drink. Please hold me to it. Just saying that to them already holds you to it. Because let's face it, if you all of a sudden you order something else, you know they're going to be looking at you. <laughs> they're going to be kicking you under the table, right? So don't be afraid to get accountable to your partner or maybe to one of your girlfriends that you're going to meet. You're going to meet a bunch of girlfriends. Tell one of them or all of them if it helps hey, this is what I'm committing to. I have some real health weight loss goals right now. I'm super excited about them. Can you help me? This is what I'm ordering. This is how many drinks I'm having. Hold me to it. If you do those three things, then going out socially will not come between you and your health goals. Now, the next thing that I'm seeing come between you and your health goals or someone and their health goals, people and their health goals, you don't have a plan. There was no plan, right? You set a goal at the new year, but then you don't follow through with the most important part of that goal, which is creating the plan. And I've already talked about how to do that before, but you have to have a plan to reach the end goal. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, the end goal does not knock on your door. The 10 pounds of weight loss does not just happen in four weeks. It doesn't without a plan, without working at it daily. So you might need to hire a coach to help you. Maybe you wanna run a marathon. Well, you don't just run the marathon the next day, right? You gotta have a plan. So maybe you're hiring a running coach. Maybe you need a nutrition coach because every fad diet has never worked for you because they never will. And you finally wanna learn what is balanced nutrition that you can sustain for a lifetime, right? You have to have a plan or the goal will never happen. So if you feel like, oh, 
I already failed my health goal this year. I had this big goal for 2022 and I already failed. If you didn't have a plan, don't feel like you failed. Just put a plan into motion today. The year's not over. (laughs) We can start again, right? So make sure that you have a plan. And then the last thing that I'm seeing happen so much, very common this time of year, it's keeping you from your health goals, is that you keep looking for that quick fix, right? You want the quick fix. You want your goal to happen fast, so you're looking for whatever you can do to make it happen as quickly as possible for weight loss that is just like always going to the fad diets. Like you fall for all those fad diet things like your neighbor, she went on keto, she lost 20 pounds the first week, so oh my God, I gotta do that because 20 pounds of weight loss in a week is realistic. No, it's not. Can it happen? to some people, but they will not, will not, will not sustain it. They usually will gain it all back a few weeks later and then some. And that kind of yo-yo dieting, weight is up, weight is down, weight is up. That kind of is so bad for your health. It is so mean to do that to your body that is like, wait, I'm trying to regulate, wait, now she's high, now she's low, now she's starving, now she's binge eating. It's so hard on your system to recover from that. So just know right now, quick fixes will never work. You don't have to look at them again. You don't have to buy any cheap quick fix programs. They do not work. So we can just eliminate that bad diet right away for the rest of your life. You can like feel so good that you're never gonna have to go through that again, right? Same thing for someone who has some kind of physical goal. So I'm seeing it a lot with runners right now. They wanna run that half marathon because this is like a great half marathon season for some of us, not back east where my son's running in eight degree weather. But here in Austin, we have a lot of our half marathons this time of year. It's not too hot, it's not too cold, although I have run my coldest race ever recently. But this is the time when people are doing it and they come to me and they say, so I'm gonna run the half marathon in um, three weeks. And uh, I say, great, so like, what's the longest run you've done? And they say, well, I just started back, so I'm only up to like a couple miles. And I have to let them know that's not gonna work. Like, you can't build up from two to three miles to a half marathon in three weeks. And this is a lot of people right now. So if you're the person who did this, I, I know you're thinking, oh my God, she's talking about me. And I always say this on the podcast, If I'm bringing it up, a lot of people did this or a lot of people wanted to do this. It wasn't one person. It wasn't two people. It was definitely more, okay? So don't feel bad or feel good that I'm bringing up your situation. (laughs) But you cannot push a physical goal without a proper build because if you do, you're risking major injury and that is never worth it. I mean, you can probably, yeah, you could probably make it through the half marathon. That's not really a doubt in my head. But will you likely cause some kind of injury? Probably. Likely. Is it worth it? No. There's so many half marathons you can do. Why not do a proper build so that you can rock the race, feel amazing, and not risk injury? The only thing worse than not running that race because you're not ready is not running that race because you're injured. Injury means you won't be able to run at all 
for a long time until you're healed. And we don't want that. So always sort of weigh that risk versus reward on that one. Don't push a physical goal too fast. Make sure you do a proper build because the quick fix for a physical goal will not work. And then the last one that I see with quick fixes is um, it's sort of like a fad diet, but it's not really. So I just wanted to like separate it. Thinking that supplements are going to help you reach your goal, whether it's a weight loss supplement or maybe you even have a deficiency in something and so you're going to take all these supplements to fix it. Generally, a supplement is never going to help you reach a health goal. Now, if a doctor prescribes a supplement, that is a separate situation. But I do think even if a doctor prescribes a supplement, and you have some type of physical deficiency, whether it's vitamin D deficiency or you're anemic, things like that. I personally think not only should you listen to them and always take what a doctor prescribes, but you need to figure out what kinds of things can you change in your nutrition to also benefit that deficiency. So if you're someone who is anemic, then you very likely have to take some kind of iron pills right now, but what else can you do to boost iron levels nutritionally, right? You might have to add a little more red meat into your diet. I know when I was pregnant, I was getting borderline anemic, and so one of the recommendations my doctor had was I want you to bump up your red meat intake. I don't eat a lot of red meat. Do I eat red meat? Yes, but probably twice a month. And I kind of think back to when I was pregnant and I think it kind of grossed me out altogether. You know when certain things you just can't eat when you're pregnant? So I really had to force myself to eat a little more red meat. So just don't rely on a supplement, especially if it's because you saw it in a commercial and it said it was gonna help you lose weight or you saw it in Whole Foods and it says it's gonna do A, B, and C because supplements, as we know, don't. They don't necessarily work and often it's too much for your system and they can interact with medications, they can interact with other things and really they're just not researched generally by an outside company. They are only usually researched by their own company and of course they're not regulated by the FDA. So I'm gonna step off the soapbox on the whole supplement thing because we talk about it enough but I do see people really relying on supplements as a quick fix for a problem that they're having. But generally, there is no quick fix that'll work. Things need to be taken slowly. You need to build yourself up, whether that's a nutritional build or a physical build, okay? So those are things that I want you to think about because if these things, going out socially, not having a plan to reach your goal, or reaching for the quick fix, if those three things are coming between you and your health goal, you're just never gonna reach that finish line, right? Whether it's losing 10 pounds or literally hitting the finish line of a marathon, whatever it will be, those three things can't come between you and your health goals. They just can't. I just wanna shake people sometimes and be like, I know you have this awesome goal and I know that you can hit it. I know you can reach that weight loss goal. I've helped people do it. I've seen people do it who are just like you. I've also had many people, just so you know, try my Earn That Body program at a time in their life 
when there was just too much going on and they couldn't fully commit and that's okay. Like that happens sometimes and we're gonna move into that next. So what should come between you and your goals? Your health goals, that is. What should, what's okay to come between you and your health goals? Well, let's start with that one that I just said. Life happens, right? So maybe you came to me to lose weight. You started the Earn That Body program. You're three weeks in. And a family emergency happens. Your child gets sick. They're in the hospital. Your mother gets sick and you have to fly to take care of her. A family emergency should come between you and your health goal sometimes. And that's okay because why? Because life happens. And I have had many clients who did earn that body and life happened, whatever it was, it could even be a super stressful job situation that just rocked their world and they could not get focused. But then they come back three months later when life has settled down and they have absolutely crushed the earn that body program. Sometimes life happens and that is okay. Come back when life settles down and I bet you are absolutely going to crush it. So is it okay if a family emergency happens and you have to sort of back off your health goal? Yeah, it is. You don't need that extra pressure right now, okay? But you just have to get back onto that health goal and back onto that plan as soon as you can. The second thing that should come between you and your goals Illness. If you get sick, you cannot keep training for the marathon. You have to take a break. If you get sick, you might not be able to keep up with your healthy nutrition, meaning you don't even have an appetite. You can't even stand up to cook, much less eat enough, right? If you're sick, you just need to honor your body with whatever you can do. And then when you get well, you get back on track. Pushing yourself to work out when you're sick does not make you a hero. I'll tell you that right now. I know a lot of you can do it. I know I've seen a lot of you do it because you think, well, but I'm on a plan and it says I have to work out today. And even though I have 103 degree fever, I just gotta get through it, right? No, you're actually doing much more harm than good. So if you are sick, you're gonna, you're gonna take a break. You're gonna put a pause on reaching that goal. It's okay. Take the pause so that you can recover faster. Because if you do work out, you're gonna just set yourself back for even longer. You're likely going to relapse. You're just not giving your body enough time for recovery, okay? So illness, it's okay. Put, put your button on the pause, put your finger on the pause button. Totally okay. And then the last thing that should, sounds so weird, but should come between you and your goal, your health goal, injury. Injury and illness, they're right up there with each other, right? If you get injured, and this is primarily for your physical goals, but if you get injured, no, you can't keep running, biking, swimming, hiking, you gotta heal, right? Well, if you break your finger, then you're lucky in that you probably can still run and bike and hike, right? But if you hurt your foot, your ankle, your hip, your back, anything like that, you probably cannot continue with the plan that you had 
for that physical health goal. So whether it was the marathon or a bike race or even playing tennis at a, you know, at a high level tournament, if you're injured, please, I'm, it's like I'm begging people sometimes, please don't do the race. Please don't keep training. Let your body recover. You will always recover so much faster if you just don't work out at all. Meaning, again, if it's the lower body that hurts or even your back or your hips, you're going to have to just not work out. You have to do what the doctor recommends, not what you think you can do. All right? That's really important. What the doctor says you can do is usually different than what you think you can do. So you've got to take that time off and let yourself recover. What I see so often is that people, uh, especially my athletes, and I totally get it, but they're injured, they hurt their foot or their ankle, and then the doctor tells them how much time they need to take off, and it absolutely, like, they can't even conceptualize taking off that much time, but they start doing it, right? So doctor says like, you're gonna take 12 weeks off running and you're like, okay, and you get through like six weeks, which is a ton, and you're like, you know what? I, I feel like I can start easing back. If your doctor says 12 weeks, you cannot ease back at six weeks, all right? Trust me, they, they give you a time for a reason. They know how long it takes for a healing process. So those people who don't listen to their doctors, I see this all the time, they will have a recurring problem, a problem that never goes away. So six weeks they took off, they feel much better, so they start back up again. They don't usually even go back to their doctor because they don't really want to hear from their doctor that they didn't listen to the plan and they want them to stop again. And then they have this continuous injury that never goes away, ever. And they just suffer through it all the time because they just, if they had just taken the 12 weeks off, it would be done and behind them. But if they didn't, it's going to keep going. And you don't want that. Like just, you want to be able to run again and to bike again and to maybe kickbox again, do taekwondo. So you don't want this hip or this knee to always be that spot for you that's always sort of hurting, right? So the things that should come between you and your goals, a family emergency, life happens kind of situation, illness, and injury. Those things you've got to be okay with coming between you and your health goal. Now, as soon as those things are over, you just say, awesome. That is now behind me. And today is the first day back on my new plan to reach my health goal. You might have to modify that plan a bit. You had a few weeks off, whatever it was. The plan might have to get modified. That's all right. Reset the plan and move forward. But just don't let the other things get in your way. Don't let the social outings get in the way of your health. Don't let not making a plan get in the way of this goal that you've always wanted. And honestly, you can just say goodbye to all the quick fixes because those are never going to get you there either, right? And that's what you should and should not let come between you and your health goals. Hopefully some of these kind of sparked something for you. You might have been like, yep, that's me, or oh, I don't want to admit it, but yes, that's me. Because then the next time this incident, situation, thing comes up, you're going to have me sitting on your shoulder and you're going to go, mm, I remember what Kim said. I do have a social outing tonight, but I am going to decide 
what I'm going to eat and how many drinks I'm going to have now. I'm going to ask someone to hold me accountable and I'm going to limit how much I eat out on the other days this week because that can still keep me going in the right direction, right? So I will be there sitting on your shoulder, I promise you that, to help you reach your health goals. Just remember everyone that our body is our temple, our body is the thing that we are given as a gift, but then it is up to us to take care of it. So I hope you do the very best to take care of your body because let me tell you, it does amazing things for you every day. It keeps you alive, it keeps you moving, and just don't forget to be grateful for how awesome it is each and every day. Hey everyone, the Earn That Body podcast is always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.